Good morning, everyone. We continue our journey this morning on Neon and Beyond. Of course, to get you up close and personal with great things that continue to happen here in Southern Nevada, Clark County, Las Vegas, and the greatest state ever, that is Nevada. All right, now, I know I say this a lot, and you guys hear me say it, I'm excited about community affairs and nonprofits and people and a lot of people that I've got to talk to over the years. But not a lot have come through that have been totally new, not new to them, but new to me, didn't know about it. And this is an amazing organization. The more I got into this organization, what they do and how fun, what a fun thing you guys do. Without further ado, I'd love to introduce everybody to Richard Tango, president of Critical Care Comics. Richard, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Oh my gosh, this is a pleasure. Like I said, I've been doing some research on you guys. I've been stalking you a little bit. And uh, holy, you guys got some amazing things going on. And like I do with everybody though, especially for you guys, because I'm not exactly sure, what is Critical Care Comics? Uh, Critical Care Comics is a local nonprofit organization in Las Vegas. Um, We dress up like superheroes and we deliver comics and toys to sick and homeless children all over the valley. And why did you create this? Well, I can't take any credit for that, uh, but the charity was was founded uh, by a gentleman named uh, Jason Golden. Uh, Jason was a a childhood cancer survivor himself, and uh, the thing that helped him kind of escape his chemo treatments was comic books. And uh, so he used his own personal comic book collection to start this charity many, many years later. And, uh, And... he started visiting hospitals. It was it was hard to get in the door and convince people to let him in to drop off books, but it started and it worked well. And then he started recruiting his friends to dress up as Spider Man and Batman and and join him to make it a little more uh, comfortable for the children. And it just continued growing from there. Wow! So it's like a grassroots organization. Very much so. I, I mean, Jason's uh, no longer with the organization, but but myself. Uh, as president, I'm also a childhood cancer survivor, so I, I completely understand his desire uh, to give back to kids um, like himself and like me, uh, because we didn't have those distractions. Um, we didn't have, you know, we, we didn't have a superhero walking into our rooms to, to give us a distraction uh, while we could be, I don't know, suffering from the effects of chemotherapy or radiation treatment. And Richard Tango is who we speak with this morning from Critical Care Comics. He's the president. And you yourself going through for going through childhood cancer. Um, where are you today? How are you feeling? Completely fine. Um, I'm one of the fortunate uh, uh, kids who, uh, once recovered, don't need to worry about the possibility of it uh, coming back. And that was, gosh, over 26 years ago, 25 years ago, something like that. Right. Well, uh, so I've, I've, been, I've been good. Good. Well, thank you for sharing your story. And of course, those personal stories is really what is the backbone of things like Critical Care Comics making this go. Also, I want to remind you guys, too, if you want to follow along, it's Critical Care Comics, all one word together, dot org. You can find out all the information uh, if you missed some of it this morning, because I know there's a lot of things we've got to get to. And, and now, how long have you guys been around again, Richard? You know, next year will be our 10-year anniversary. Wow. Yeah, it's a really big deal to see how much this has changed over the last 10 years. What has been the biggest change for you besides going through a pandemic? <laughs> the pandemic obviously screeched a lot of our uh, our projects to a halt, but um, we were able to adapt and continue our growth. Um, but the biggest change for us is a new focus. Um, although we've, we've really succeeded in delivering our comics and toys to the sick and homeless children, 
Um, and we do, uh, I don't know, six or seven, maybe eight visits a month um, to hospitals and shelters um, on top of special events and all that. Um, but the biggest change now is, is since we've grown, we didn't want our additional funds uh, to just sit in the bank. So we wanted to do something special with it. So we decided to create uh, the nation's largest Childhood Cancer Survivor Scholarship Fund. And that's a big project that's important to me, and, and I think we're going to achieve those goals this year. And what does that entail? Um, we're hoping to raise a little over $50,000. Um, wow. $50,001 is my actual goal. <laughs> that would officially make us the biggest uh, charity of its kind in the country. Um, and ultimately, we want, we want to show families whose, whose children go through these treatments that they don't have to worry about one more thing after surviving this, and if their children are interested in higher education, uh, that they've already gone through enough, and if we can help make their higher education a little more attainable, especially for lower-income families, um, we're here to help. And uh, we hope that that scholarship fund can continue growing um, as we continue expanding. And for those listening this morning, especially as we start getting closer to needing scholarships and things like this, how do we apply, and how many are you giving out, and how is this working? Yeah, next year should be uh, our first. So uh, we would start looking in the fall uh, of next year for applications. Um, we're a little past deadlines this year since the funding just uh, will be ending the end of this year. Uh, but next fall, they should be looking at the website, criticalcarecomics.org. Um, and hopefully this is a nationwide scholarship. We're hoping to give out three. And we're still determining how much to give in each tier of the scholarship, but uh, there will be an essay, so be prepared, kids, if you're listening. <laughs> we'll need to write an essay about your experience uh, and the treatment, how it's changed you. Um, but more details to come, and uh, I, I really hope it makes a big difference in a lot of kids' lives. Oh, absolutely. Yes, it will. Now, when we talk about critical care comics and helping kids and families going through such a, it can be a devastating illness and helping them just take a moment out of their lives to escape. Take us through what you guys do and how this works. Um, so our volunteers, I think, are some of the best in, in, in the world. They, they have so much heart and dedication to the work that we do. Uh, many of them have been uh, touched in some fashion in their, in their youth by, by a tragedy or a dramatic event or, or maybe more recently losing a parent uh, or, or a sibling. And because of those reasons, they have a personal attachment to the work that they do. Um, not only that, but they have a personal attachment to the characters they portray, um, and I have to point out that not every volunteer in our group is a costumed character. We have people who play the roles of agents, uh, photographers, marketing, website management, all that stuff. Wow. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a whole operation. Um, but in terms of hospital visits and shelter visits, our characters wear movie-quality suits, um, and we try our best to look as close to the character as possible so that uh, kids don't uh, so kids believe that this is really Spider-Man coming into the room, so that, you know, they're, they're convinced that Batman's walking in. Um, so we do our best to look the part, and uh, that's not the end of it. We, we also do our best to act the part, and uh, we stay in character while in those hospital rooms, and we make sure that, that we interact with one another, that we're familiar with each other's stories uh, and backgrounds as, as characters, um, and we make sure to engage the child as often as possible. But they're often shy, and we find ways to crack that, that, uh, that crack a smile. Right. And, and they're usually very entertained. And, and we have a variety of actors and, and others in, in the group that help contribute to the, uh, the improvement of our work. 
we have improv classes that we've gone to. Um, we have partnerships with local hospitals that set us up with uh, child actors and scenarios so that we can act out various uh, situations that, uh, that help us improve uh, how we interact with kids in varying medical situations. And it is important to, to point out that you have 60-plus volunteers here in Las Vegas, right? Yes, we do. And yeah, it's, it's a large family. It is a big family, and no one gets paid. Is that correct? That's correct. Not a single person at Critical Care Comics gets paid. We, we all do this on the side as, as volunteer work, and uh, it's an act of kindness, really. Yeah, and all those donations go back to help things like your, your scholarship you're starting and, and helping kids and doing other things. So I, I just want to point that out because that's pretty big, especially being a grassroots organization, volunteers doing this because they love it. And you're not just throwing on a suit like, hey, I'm Batman, hope you're feeling well. No, you guys are going all out, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, we we do. We really, really do. Our our our, our uh, we have a new character, newer within the last uh, year or so. Uh, Loki, um, L- Loki is probably the best. Um, L- Loki is played by um, a, a girl, uh, uh, Casey, uh, and, and Casey is a fantastic actress who does makeup on her face to look almost exactly like Tom Hiddleston. She puts on the voice, the accent, the costume is spot on, and kids are just enthralled by her performance uh, when she's in the room because there's no doubt about it that that's, that's the real Loki walking in. I'm constantly impressed with the dedication these folks have to what we do. That is amazing. Now, what is the favorite character among kids going through cancer with you guys? Uh, selfishly, I'd say Iron Man, uh, only because I <laughs> put on the suit every now and then. Uh, but truly, uh, just because of the popularity of the characters, Spider-Man has been a fan favorite for a very long time. Um, and, uh, and he's always a hit every time he walks in. And when you guys show up to see those kids, what's the number one thing they always ask? Um, it depends on the kid, but a lot of kids ask if we're real. Um, and, uh, and yes, we obviously say we are. Um, but kids ask, here's the thing, with, with kids, they're unpredictable in the kinds of questions they ask. And, uh, some of them will ask Spider-Man to shoot webs out of his hands, and, and some kids will ask uh, Iron Man why he's not using his thrusters in the hospital. And, and we have ways to talk our way around it. Um, but they often just want to ask about the characters, and they quiz us sometimes. They know more about the characters than we ever could. Um, uh, our Batman, I think, was recently stumped by a teenager in a hospital room, and, and wow. he's the biggest Batman fan I know. <laughs> I love this, and I'm sure it's just all improv rolling with it, which puts a smile on their face. It really does. They, they enjoy it very much. They pose for photographs. The, it, and, you know, I'd like to point out that when we're in those hospital rooms, it's not, it's not often that the kid is by themselves either. They're, they're frequently surrounded by siblings and parents and cousins and aunts and uncles, and, and, you know, you never know who's in that room when you're walking in with them. The, the, the kids are rarely alone. And, and we're not just affecting the child in that moment. We're, we're giving the family a, a small moment of relief from the barrage of nurses. Every time we walk into the room and they see a silhouette at the door, I, I remember that, you know, you're thinking it's another nurse, another doctor, another jab, another medication. But we're happy to see that we're, we're a moment of... of relief yeah these families and kids and and they're they're eager to take dozens of photographs and pose with us um obviously pandemic limitations but uh before that and and once we're we're through all this um it's it's a wonderful moment for us to share with the family 
Absolutely. Now, tell us of all the years you've been doing this, I just have to hear a, a cool story from you of a life that you've changed that has stuck with you. <sighs> I'm sure so many, but there's got to be one you could share with us. You know, I think it's more that these kids have changed me than I've changed oh, them. I love that. It, it, it's, it's not like we keep in touch and, and I'm able to talk to these kids afterwards. Um, it, it, it's a brief moment, but there are kids that we see um, over and over again. Um, they're either frequently at uh, Cure for the Kids is a long-term care facility, and, and they're, they're enormously wonderful partners of ours. We visit them regularly when we're allowed to, and uh, and uh, so we see their kids a lot. But there there are other children at uh, hospitals that I've personally seen that that start to break my heart a little bit. Um, and I obviously can't name the child, but we got to know him a bit, and uh, he was he was quite physically disabled, and um, he had a lot of limitations, uh, but gosh, every time we came in, he just wanted to touch our suit. He wanted to touch every shiny thing, and he was so happy. And this kid was never in his hospital room either. He kept walking around, and he must have been three or four years old, just a little guy. And he was frequently alone, and that, that always kind of touched me, but he didn't seem to be as affected by it as the rest of us were. So we spent a lot of extra time with him, and only because of how much time he gave us, I think. He was just so entrusting and alert and seemed to be so unaware of the limitations that he's got going forward. And I'll never forget that little boy. I love that story. Thank you so much. This morning, we are talking with the amazing Richard Tango, president of Critical Care Comics, also known as Iron Man, and talking about this uh, organization, which A, is a grassroots organization. I love it. 60 plus volunteers here in Southern Nevada in various roles. And no one, you guys, no one gets paid. Every donation goes back to the community. You can also find out more at criticalcarecomics.org. And Richard, before we let you go this morning, for those listening that would like to get involved or want to go above and beyond, you guys are always looking for, obviously, donations and other things. So tell us. Help us help you. You know, we are always looking for volunteers and donations. Um, obviously, thank you for plugging the website. That's a, it's a great resource for looking at photos of what we do and volunteering as well. There's options of how to help. Um, but we're always looking for comic books. We have a huge storage unit uh, full of comics, but we're always looking for more, especially for A-list characters, uh, because we burn through them very quickly. Uh -huh. uh, the Spider-Man, the Batmans, et cetera, the, the big names. Um, but uh, beyond the comic books, we're also looking for toys, brand new toys, or what we're allowed to distribute at the, at the hospitals right now. must be wrapped and, and fresh in a box, um, but always looking for that. Um, and monetary donations as well are extremely helpful. They, they, they help continue the growth that we've seen. Um, and I really think that uh, our impact on the community is in the thousands upon thousands. I, I, I think I tried calculating it once. It's around 36,000 families that we've impacted over the years. And, and I know that these contributions that people bring to us, whether monetary, whether they're comic books, toys, they go directly to these, to these kids and families. So know, um, know well that uh, any of your donations uh, impact people directly. 
I just, I can't, I can't get it out enough, you guys. You've really got to check this out. CriticalCareComics.org. Richard Tango, president of Critical Care Comics. I appreciate the time and thank you for coming on and sharing stories and sharing with all of us the cool thing that you guys are doing. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Steph. It was a pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you guys soon and we will chat. I know you got a lot going on as we jump into 2022. So I look forward to talking with you real soon. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day.